And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. And somebody asked me about that part of my little opening monologue. And from 1999 until the beginning of COVID, I did ghost tours every Saturday night downtown. Then, of course, the dilettantes came in, bought my books, or stole them, memorized the stories, and they started doing their own tours. <clears throat> so, at that point in time, I decided, what the heck, and I didn't do them anymore. Today's February 3rd, 34th day of the year. 331 days remain to the year's over with. It's an interesting date in history. The, um, in 1112, Ramon Berenguer III, Count of Barcelona, and the I, Countess of Provence, Mary, uniting those two states. 1451, Sultan Mehmed II inherits the throne of the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. <clears throat> 1488, Ratama Diaz of Portugal lands in Mosel Bay after rounding the Cape of Good Hope, becomes the first known European to travel so far south. 1509, Portuguese Navy defeats a joint fleet of the Ottoman Empire, the Republic of Venice, the Sultan of Gujarat, uh, the Mamluk Barji Sultanate of Egypt Zamorin of Kavakut and the Republic of Ragusa at the Battle of Diu in Diu, India the uh, if you wonder what those beings are and I had to go find out those are notifications of important uh, news headlines Of course, whether or not it's really important is in the eye of the, of the beholder, not in the eye of the sender. 1690, the colony of Massachusetts issues the first paper money in the Americas. 1706, during the Battle of Fristat, Swedish forces defeat a superior Saxon-Polish-Russian force by deploying a double envelopment. 1716, the 1716 Algiers earthquake sequence began with a 7.0 main shock that caused severe damage and killed 20,000 people in Algeria. Uh, 1781, American Revolutionary War, British forces seized the Dutch-owned Caribbean island of St. Eustace, Eustatius, which everybody calls St. Eustace. 1783, Spain, U.S. relations are first established. The uh, 1809, a territory of Illinois is created by the 10th U.S. Congress. 1870, 15th Amendment to the Constitution is ratified, guaranteeing voting rights to male citizens regardless of the race. Uh, 1913, 16th Amendment to the Constitution is ratified, authorizing the federal government to impose and collect an income tax. Now, the income tax was a temporary tax initially um, that was levied to uh, 
to pay for certain things like wars. And when the war ended, they were supposed to terminate. But show a government an endless source of income, and they're not going to let it go. And that's why the 16th Amendment was ratified. 1916. The entire block of the Parliament Building is not over Canada. Uh, burns down with the loss of seven lives. 1917, World War I. We enter World War I when diplomatic relations with Germany are severed due to its unrestricted submarine warfare. 1918, the Twin Peaks Tunnel in San Francisco began service as the longest streetcar tunnel in the world. It's 11,920 feet long. The uh, 1930, the Communist Party of Vietnam was founded as a unification conference held in Kulon, British Hong Kong. And speaking of communist, related to communism is socialism, which, of course, uh, this country... Uh, flirted with, whatever did anything with. They just had a, an amendment, not an amendment, but a, uh, a motion in Congress and over a hundred Democratic uh, representatives refused to repudiate the idea of switching our system to socialism. Now, the left has always thought socialism, everybody has the same thing, is just the greatest thing since the Garden of Eden. But if you look at socialism and communism, those at the top have more than everybody else put together. But you can't seem to get this idea across to the the folks that are on the left side of the Democratic Party. Now, I try not to be political. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, uh, worship a turnip. It's the person and his ideas, not whatever party he espouses, that uh, should carry the day. Unfortunately, it doesn't. 1931, Hawke's Bay earthquake, New Zealand's worst national disaster, kills 258. 1933, Adolf Hitler announces the expansion of Lebensraum in Eastern Europe and its ruthless uh, Germanization. They have the ultimate geopolitical objectives of Nazi foreign party. Lebensraum simply means living room, more room for them to spread out. 1943, the SS Dorchester sunk by a German U-boat. 902 men on board, only 230 survive. 1944, World War II, during the Gilbert and Marshall Islands campaign, U.S. Army and Marine Forces seize Wajerlene uh, Atoll from the defending Japanese. 1945, as part of Operation Thunderclap, 1,000 B-17s of the 8th Air Force bomb Berlin. That raid kills between 2,500 and 3,000 and de-houses 120,000. And until you have watched a bombing run, you have no idea uh, what a plane load of bombs can do. But when you put 1,000 of them Something as large as the B-17. That is a lot of explosive. Uh, 1945, World War II, the U.S. and the Philippine Commonwealth began a month-long battle to retake Manila from the Japanese. 1953, the Botepa massacre occurs in 
Sao Tome when the colonial administration and Portuguese landowners unleashed a wave of violence against the native Creoles known as the Foros. The 1958 founding of the Benelux Economic Union. It's a testing ground for a later European economic community. Yeah, in theory, you have the United States of Europe just like the United States of America. In actuality, you've got uh, the wealthy getting wealthier and the poor getting poorer. Uh, 1959, rock and roll musicians Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. the Big Bopper Richardson killed in a plane crash along with the pilot in Air Corps of Lake Iowa. Uh, ice on the wings, I understand. This event was later known as the day the music died. 1959, 65 people are killed when American Airlines Flight 320 crashes into the East River on approach to LaGuardia Airport in New York City. 1960, British Prime Minister Harold Macmillan talks of a wind of change, a signal of his government's likely to support decolonization. I find it interesting. Those that scream the loudest... As soon as the uh, stabilizing force, such as France or England, pulls out, immediately they go uh, military dictatorship. Uh, 1961, the Air Force begins Operation Looking Glass. You know, the next 30 years, a doomsday plane is always in the air with a capability of taking direct control of the U.S. bombers and missiles in the event of destruction of the Strategic Air Command's command post. 1966, Soviet Union's Luna 9 becomes the first spacecraft to make a soft landing on the moon and the first spacecraft to take pictures from the surface of the moon. 1971, New York police officer Frank Serpico shot during a drug bust in Brooklyn but he survives to testify against police corruption. And there's a lot of that because the good old boy system, uh, we got that in spades in El Paso. Not necessarily the police, but uh, crooked contractors, uh, less uh, shady attorneys, and a few judges. And if anybody doubts me, let's go public and I'll show you the evidence. Uh, 1972, the first day of the seven-day 1972 Iran blizzard, which would kill 4,000 people. The deadliest snowstorm in history. 1984, Dr. John Buster and a research team at Harbor UCLA Medical Center announced history's first embryo transfer. One woman to another, resulting in a live birth. The um, 1989, after a stroke two weeks before. South African President P.W. Botha resigns as leader of the National Party. Stays on as president for six more months. And why shouldn't he? We've got one that, uh, if he's not having uh, TIAs or strokes, uh, I'll eat my hat. But he's still there. Uh, 1989, military coup overthrows Alfredo Stroessner, dictator of Paraguay since 1954. 1995, astronaut Eileen uh, Collins becomes the first woman to pilot the space shuttle as mission STS-63 gets underway from Kennedy Space Center. 
1998, the Cavalese cable car disaster. U.S. military pilot causes the death of 20 people when his low-flying plane cuts the cable of a cable car near Toretto, Italy. 2007, Baghdad market bombing kills at least 135 and injures more than 339. And then after the fact, all anybody remembers is the death toll. They don't remember the political reason it was done, which makes suicide bombing one of the dumbest things anybody can do. And finally, in 2014, two people are shot and killed and 29 students taken hostage at a high school in Moscow, Russia. All for a political cause. Though now religious causes are, uh, are you know, quite the, uh, the end thing, so to speak. Now, we've been talking about, uh, for the last two shows, decoding the Department of Veterans Affairs. Now, there's a lot of veterans in this country. Um, you see people wearing a Korean veteran and all, and a Vietnam veteran and all these other hats. And probably best estimates, best estimates I've heard are 20% of the homeless are veterans. But they were so damaged by their military service that um, they can't get it together to go back to to um, civilian life. Now, the, the Department of Veterans Affairs, it has issues. There's no question about it. And I'm dealing with one right now revolving, involving a uh, crooked contractor under the Special Adaptive Housing Program. He forged my name to the contract. And the VA goes, eh, well, you know, these things happen. No, they don't. That's called a crime. But the VA, I can't even get the IG to look at it because he might have to do some work. He might have to leave his air-conditioned office and go out in the hot West Texas sun. Now, we talked yesterday about um, several different programs for to... Um, to sign up for health care and, and things like that. And it's, I will say the health care program is outstanding. But there's a lot of non-health care benefits that you need to be aware of. Now, a lot of veterans left the service with uh, disabilities, either caused by their military service or they had it when they went in and it was made worse by their military service. If you have a service-related disability, it's called service-connected, you can get disability compensation. Now, it's a tax-free monetary benefit paid to veterans with disabilities as a result of a disease or injury incurred or aggravated during active military service. Now, these benefits, uh, the amount is graduated uh, according to the the degree of the veteran's disability on a scale from 10% to 100%. And compensation can be paid uh, for disabilities that are considered related or secondary to disabilities occurring in service. For disabilities presumed to be related to circumstances of military service, 
even though they don't appear until after service. Now, that's a very important word, presumed. Uh, there's a lot of presumptive um, disabilities that the VA recognizes. The PACT Act that was just passed uh, adds 23 new presumptive disabilities. Now, to be eligible for this disability compensation, veteran must be have been separated or discharged under conditions other than dishonorable. Uh, monthly disability compensation varies with the degree of disability and number of dependents. Uh, veterans with a disability rating of at least 30% are eligible for additional allowances for dependents. That includes spouses, minor children, children between the ages of 18 and 23 who are attending school, um, children who are permanently incapable of self-support because of a disability arising before the age of 18. Um, you know, that comes into play. Uh, those veterans who are exposed to Agent Orange, for example, they may not uh, immediately have an issue but it can affect uh, future generations. Um, my former stepdaughter was born in the Canal Zone. Now, the Canal Zone is not considered an Agent Orange area. However, it was stored there before it was shipped to Vietnam and other places in uh, Asia. And in fact, uh, elements of it were put into the mosquito eradication chemicals there's a terrible mosquito problem there. And clouds of this crap would roll through the quarters areas every night. Well, it may not have had a direct effect on the mother or the father, but it can show up in the next generation. So there's a lot of uh, gray areas, I guess you can say, in regard to uh, non-healthcare benefits. Now, the additional amount of uh, disability compensation depends on disability rating and dependence. I mean, there's, you can go on the internet and find disability tables. And it was a program started since I left called the Benefits Delivery at Discharge Program. And that allows transitioning service members to apply for the disability benefits before separation. This gives time for the VA to schedule exams and review treatment records and evaluate the claim before separation to get new veterans their, their benefits sooner. Uh, it also uh, alleviates a lot of problems. For example, uh, it was determined that um, I should have been uh, sent before a medical board for medi uh, military uh, medical retirement. But those letters disappeared. And now, even my personnel record has vanished. Which makes you wonder, since these are government documents supposedly in the care of the National Archives, how can they vanish? But had it all been done before it left the service, it's a smooth, easy transition.
Now, the payment of military retirement pay, disability severance pay, and separation incentive pay, sometimes they'll pay you just to go away, known as special separation benefit, reservist involuntary separation pay, involuntary separation pay, can affect the amount of VA compensation paid to disabled veterans. And it takes somebody more knowledgeable in the system than I am to tell you how it impacts it, but it can lower how much you get in disability compensation. Now, prior to leaving, I had it preached to me in the few uh, meetings that we held about leaving the service that if we get to be 100%, that's the end of the road. And that is not true. Once you hit 100%, if your condition continues to worsen, you're entitled to special monthly compensation. That's an additional tax-free benefit can be paid to veterans as well as their spouses, surviving spouses, and parents. Uh, just because you die, the benefits don't stop. Your surviving spouse is entitled to uh, a certain amount. Um, if the veteran needs aid and attendance by another person, or because of a specific disability, such as loss of use of one hand uh, or a leg, then this SMC uh, comes into play. I saw a, uh, we had to go to a doctor's appointment this morning, and a veteran came in being assisted by, a, I think it was his son, and in listening to him talk, they had no clue about aid and attendance or uh, special monthly compensation. Um, now, if you're homebound, in other words, you really can't or don't get out that much then aid and attendance certainly comes into play. And veterans determined by the VA to be in need of the regular aid and attendance of another person or are permanently housebound can be entitled to an additional disability compensation or even pension payments. Veteran evaluated at 30% or more disabled is entitled to get an additional payment for a spouse who needs the aid and attendance of another person. Even your spouse can get VA benefits under certain circumstances. Now, a, a um, benefit that is not very well known. Service members and veterans can be eligible for a one-time payment of $21,795.57 beginning October 1st, 2020 toward the purchase of an automobile or other conveyance if you have certain service-connected disabilities. The uh, <coughs> and I mentioned in a previous show a lot of veterans who have service-connected disabilities require prosthetic or orthopedic appliances and these are uh, hard on your clothing so uh, there is a clothing allowance that is paid it's available to any veteran whose service-connected skin condition requires prescribed medication that irreparably damages other garments. 
the prosthetic or orthopedic device that may tear your garments. It's an annual payment, and you have to establish the eligibility by August 1st of the year for which you're claiming payment. After a certain period of time, it uh, becomes permanent, automatic. Um, now, in certain circumstances, you can get concurrent retirement and disability pay. That's a DOD program that allows individuals to get both mil uh, military retired pay and disability uh, VA disability compensation. Now, normally such concurrent uh, receipt is prohibited, but there are circumstances under which it can be done. Veterans don't need to apply for this benefit as the payments coordinated between the VA and the military to qualify for the concurrent retirement disability pay. You have to have a service-connected disability rating at 50% or greater and be eligible to receive retired pay and retire from military service based on longevity, including temporary early retirement authority, or retire due to disability with 20 more years of service, or retire from the National Guard or Reserve Service with, seven, with uh, 20 or more years of qualifying service. Now, for veterans who re retire due to disability with 20 more years of service, the um, what you receive under the CRDP program is subject to an offset for the difference between retired pay based on disability and retired pay based on longevity. If you have a disability, you can medically retire with less than 20 years if, of course, you have a permanent disability. But what that does is reduce the amount you could get under this program. Now, service members and veterans with certain service-connected disabilities may be entitled to a housing grant from VA. That grant can be used to build a specially adaptive house, adapt a house you already own, or even buy a house and modify it to meet your disability-related requirements. You can use the grant up to six times, which is a relatively new aspect with a total dollar amount of the grant not to exceed the maximum allowable it's set each year. The housing grant amounts are adjusted October 1st every year. That's when the new fiscal year starts. And it's based on the cost of construction index. These adjustments will increase the grant amounts or they won't change. The grant amount will not decrease. Previous grant recipients who had received assistance of less than the current maximum allowable can be eligible for an additional grant usage. Now, that's the program where the corrected contractors see their big payday. See, for example, in my case, I am not a, co a contractor. I'm not trained in construction. The VA actually gave me the name and contact information for the contractor involved. But they say they didn't recommend him. But they gave him me the information. So you assume if the VA gives information that they know he knows what he's doing. And this guy, oh, he, he was slick. Even forged my name to contract. In the contract is something called statement of work, which is what he's required to do for the money. 
So, of course, the statement of work didn't include everything it needed to include. And I never got to see it because he did it, signed my name, and sent it in. So, by the time I figured out what had happened, the grant had been approved, and the uh, only those items in the statement of work had to be done. And after he screwed the pooch, so to speak, he got every nickel he could get. Um, he was told to come back under warranty, uh, the warranty clause, and correct all the issues that popped up. But then it became clear he didn't have liability insurance. He didn't even post the bond or even get a permit to do the work as is required by law. Now, if I'd have done something that egregious, I'd have the IG camped in my front living room. But they won't even come look at this guy. He's a wonderful person. Now, the special adaptive housing grant um, can be approved for not more than 50% of the cost of building, buying, or adapting existing houses. Or they can even pay to reduce the indebtedness on the currently owned house that's being adapted. And they can go up to $100,896. That's increased, but that's the rate at the time. I put this information together. Uh, you can find the rates online. And the full grant amount can be applied toward remodeling cost. Now, the grant's available to certain service members and veterans who are entitled to disability compensation due to loss or loss of use of both legs or loss or loss of use of both arms or blindness in both eyes with... Uh, 2200 acuity or less, or loss or loss of use of one leg together with residuals of organic disease or injury, or certain severe burns, or loss or loss of use of one or more lower extremities due to service owner after September 11, 2001. Um, You know, service members or veterans that have the qualifying disabilities to be rated eligible that don't get one of the 120 grants due to the cap being reached can utilize the benefit in future years. There is a cap. I don't know if it's still in effect or not. Uh, I asked about that, and I never got a direct answer. Then there's another grant called the Housing, the Special Housing Adaptation Grant, SHA. VA can approve a benefit amount of 20215 at the time this was done for the cost of necessary adaptations to a service member's or veteran's residence or help him or her acquire a residence already adapted with special features uh, meeting his or her disability to purchase or adapt a house or for adaptations to a family member's home for which he'll reside. Now, to be eligible for this grant, Service members and veterans have to be entitled to compensation for permanent and total service-connected disability due to uh, anatomical loss or loss of use of both hands or certain burns or certain severe respiratory injuries. Now, let's say you're in between houses, so you temporarily live in a house owned by a family member. Well, there's a grant for that. 
called a TRA grant. It helps the veteran or service member adapt the family member's home to meet his or her special needs. Temporary residence adaptation grants uh, is $40,637. And the special housing ad adaptation will be 7256 So you can actually get a combination of two. And uh, now under the uh, Honoring American Veterans and Caring for Camp Lejeune Vet Families Act of 2012, the temporary grant amounts don't count against SAH or SHA grant amount maximums starting August 6, 2013. And then there's supplemental financing available. Service members and veterans with available VA home loan guarantee entitlement can also get a guaranteed loan to supplement the grant or acquire a specially adaptive house. And there's Veterans Readiness and Employment Program. They have a housing adaptation assistance grant. And the uh, special adaptive housing working with VRE can provide home adaptations to participants in the VRE program that are not currently able to work because of the effects of their service connected disabilities or who require adaptations to achieve a vocational goal. And this can be done through the VRE housing adaptation grant. Now, the benefits are limited to those required to improve um, independence at home and or in the community. It's uh, 92569 at the time I put this together. And this was put together for a book, so it was done a little earlier than the show. Now, VRNE is also called the Chapter 31 program, which provides services to eligible service members and veterans with service-connected disabilities or an employment handicap to help them prepare for, obtain, or maintain suitable employment. But it's subjective. I was told because I have several degrees, I don't need to be trained for work. Now, the mere fact that I'm not physically able to do what I train for, is those little things shouldn't bother you. Now... A vocational rehabilitation counselor works with the veteran to determine if an employment handicap exists. An employment handicap exists if a veteran's service-connected disability impairs his or her ability to prepare for, obtain, or maintain suitable employment. And supposedly, this rehabilitation counselor works with the veteran to try to figure out how to deal with this um, handicap. Now, there are five tracks to employment under this program. There's reemployment. If you served on active duty or in the National Guard or Reserves and you're now coming back to the same employers you worked for before, um, that reemployment is actually protected by federal law. Then there's rapid access to employment, which targets veterans who desire uh, to obtain employment as soon as possible. And, have the skills to qualify for competitive employment and a suitable job. Self-employment, which targets veterans who have limited access to additional employment, need flexible work schedules or need a more accommodating work environment due to their disabling conditions or other life circumstances. Employment through long-term service targets veterans who need long-term service, such as remedial or refresher courses, specialized training, 
post-secondary education or attain or maintain suitable employment. Independent living targets those veterans who can't uh, immediately return to work, but with the assistance of these services, they're able to improve their independence and daily living. But remember, in spite of what this says, it's subjective on the part of the rehabilitation counselor. And if he's having a bad day or feels overworked and he finds any way to disapprove you, he will or she will. Um, when you get down to the basics, the VA has a legal duty to help the veteran But, and when it used to be veterans helping veterans, they would pull out all the stops. But not anymore. Uh, now it's I'll help you if I feel like it. Which is why you have situations like the veteran who committed suicide in the parking lot at the VA not too long ago because uh, he couldn't get help and he thought the world had ended. You know, you got people that you take out of their, their life, you put them in the military, you train them to literally destroy the enemy, and then when they come out of active duty, for whatever reason, those skills, the knowledge, and the frustration doesn't go away. The um, and to treat them like yesterday's news it can be very frustrating and when you you got veterans who think the VA is supposed to help them dealing with a um, bureaucrat who doesn't have the same background who doesn't understand the frustrations the veteran is feeling that is a recipe for a disaster, as we have seen. Uh, there are OJT programs. Employers hire veterans at an apprentice wage, and the VRE supplements the salary at the journeyman wage up to the maximum amount allowable under uh, OJT. As the veteran gets, goes through training, the employers begin to increase the salary to the veterans reach journeyman level then the uh, employers pay the entire salary. And VRE pays for tools and supplies and equipment to support uh, reasonable accommodations. And then there's non-paid work experience uh, where the veteran uh, what program provides eligible veterans the opportunity to obtain training and practical job experience. This is ideal for veterans and service members who have a clearly established vocational goal and can learn in a hands-on setting. Then there's special employer incentive for those uh, veterans who uh, face challenges in obtaining employment. Uh, these veterans approved to uh, participate in the program are hired by participating employers and employment's expected to continue following the completion of the program. The employers get an incentive to hire the veteran and if it's approved, the employer will 
receive reimbursement up to 50% of the veteran's salary during the, the program, which can last up to six months. Then uh, there's my cheering section. Uh, then there's a... Uh, well, I had to uh, take a moment to rein in the, uh, the peanut gallery. My uh, little friends seem to think no one has the right to walk up and down in front of the building except them. So they express their displeasure. Now, there's also Chapter 36, Personalized Care Planning and Guidance. And it's a great opportunity for transitioning veterans and service members and dependents to get personalized counseling and support to guide their career paths, ensure the most effective use of their VA benefits, and help achieve their goals. Now, there are other programs that are not well publicized. For example, did you know there are VA pensions? VA helps veterans and their families cope with financial challenges by providing supplemental income through the Veterans Pension and Survivors Pension Benefit Programs. Uh, these payments are made to bring the veteran or survivor's total income, including other retirement or Social Security income, to a level set by Congress. Unreimbursed medical expenses, uh, of course, reduce counter income for VA purposes. No. In regard to this pension, to be eligible, you have to under active duty after September 7th, 1980, serve 24 months, or for a full period for which they were called or ordered to active duty. Of course, there, like everything else, there are some exceptions. Well, at least one day during a wartime period. And for those separated prior to September 7th, 1980, must have had at least 90 days of active military service, at least one day during a recognized wartime period. The 90-day active military service requirement uh, and the client of veterans discharged from military due to a service-connected disability. And the veterans discharged must have been under conditions other than dishonorable. And a disability must be for reasons other than the veteran's own willful misconduct. Now, in addition to meeting minimum service requirements, low-income wartime veterans may qualify for pensions if they meet certain service income and net worth limits set by law, and they're age 65 or older, or permanently or totally disability, or a patient in a nursing home getting skilled nursing care or VA-approved medical foster home, or getting Social Security disability insurance, or getting supplemental security income. Uh... Yearly family income and net worth has, has to be less than the amount set by Congress to qualify for the Veterans Pension Benefit. Now, since the people setting these limits are, in almost every case, millionaires, they don't think you need much. If the shoe was on the other foot, they'd need a whole lot more. Veterans survivors who are eligible for pension and get the require the aid and attendance of another person or housebound can be eligible for a higher amount. Uh, these benefits are paid in addition to monthly pension and 
they're not paid without eligibility to pension. Now, to get the ball rolling on the majority of these, you can call 800-827-1000. And generally, the people at that number are helpful. Um, now, also keep in mind that these programs work in conjunction with such things as Medicaid and Medicare. And there can be reductions. Now, one of, one of the big areas is education and training benefits. And they help the veteran and service members and their qualified family members uh, pay college tuition and find the right school, the training program, get career counseling. The uh, One of the big ones right now is the post-9-11 GI Bill. And that's an educational benefit program for service members and veterans who served on active duty after September 10, 2001. And benefits are payable for training pursued on or after August 1, 2009. No payments under this particular program can be made under this, uh, for training pursued before that date. And uh, to be eligible must have served at least 90 aggregate days on active duty after September 10, 2001, and remain on active duty or be honorably discharged. Active duty is, also has a definition. It includes active service performed by National Guard members under Title 32 or for the purpose of organizing, administering, recruiting, instructing, or training the National Guard under Section 502F for the purpose of responding to a national emergency. You can also be eligible if the veteran was honorably discharged from active duty for service-connected disability after serving 30 continuous days after September 10, 2001. The, uh, additionally, under the Comeria Act of 2017, all Purple Heart Award recipients are eligible for post-9-11 GI Bill entitlement, providing the award was made during service per current owner after September 11, 2001. Now, there's the Veterans Rapid Retraining Assistance Program. They got these high-sounding names. Gives eligible veterans who lost their job due to COVID-19 pandemic access to employment re-education to qualify for high-demand occupations. The high-demand occupations identified by VA in partnership with the Department of Labor include health care, education, media, engineering, and high-tech opportunities. Veterans participating in this program will get up to 12 months of tuition and fees and a monthly housing allowance based on post-9-11 GI Bill rates. Now, generally, of course, there's an exception to every rule, generally, Service members or eligible veterans may or get up to 36 months of entitlement under the post-9-11 GI Bill. Based on the length of active duty service, eligible participants are entitled to receive a percentage of the cost of in-state tuition and fees at public institutions or the tuition and fees capped at a national maximum rate for private or foreign schools. Now, if the service member or veteran is eligible for the, what's called the Montgomery GI Bill, or the Montgomery GI Bill Select Reserve and qualifies for the post-9-11 GI Bill, 
an irrevocable election must be made to receive benefits of the post-9-11 GI Bill. And for most instances, once the election to receive benefits under post-9-11 GI Bill is made, the individual will only be eligible for benefits under the Montgomery Bill. Montgomery GI Bill is a very good program. Let's see what else we got. Then there's the Yellow Ribbon GI Bill Education Enhancement Program. And this allows institutions of higher learning, such as colleges, universities, and other degree-granting schools in the U.S. to voluntarily enter into an agreement with VA to fund tuition and fees that exceeds the amount payable under the post-9-11 GI Bill. Institutions can contribute to specified dollar amounts of those expenses, and the AL match that contribution not to exceed 50% of the difference. Then uh, there's all kinds of uh, different uh, programs. Um, you know, my intent is not to give you chapter and verse. That's why I write books. You buy the books. There's the Veteran Employment Through Technology Education course. It pairs eligible veterans or market-leading training providers, offering the high-tech training and skills development sought by the employers. VA pays for the classes and the training, and the participants get a monthly housing stipend during training. Approved training programs are in one of five areas computer software, information science, computer programming, media application, and data processing. You have to have at least one day of unexpired GI Bill entitlement, whatever program you're entitled to. VA pays the training providers on a pay-for-performance model. 25% of tuition and fees when the veteran enrolls and attends and 25% when the veteran completes his or her training program, and once the veteran gets meaningful employment in his or her field of study, then the trainer gets the other 50%. And then there's a program of educational assistance for survivors and dependents. Um, if the veteran was permanently and totally disabled due to a service-connected disability, or the veteran died while on active duty as a result of a service-connected condition. Eligible surviving dependents can be eligible for 45 months of degree and certificate courses and apprenticeship on the job training. Now, keep in mind that um, there are a lot of different training programs. There's no question about it. And that's why the unscrupulous contractors, for example, they view veterans as ATM machines, as one contractor said to me. If I keep the pressure on you long enough, you're going to start spewing out money. Well, these were designed for the veteran, the veteran's surviving spouse, and in some cases, children. The, um, keep in mind that um, goes far beyond education and medical care. You can get a home loan guarantee, uh, assist the eligible veterans, active duty personnel, surviving spouses, members of the Reserve, National Guard, uh, 
obtain, retain, and adapt a house in recognition of their service to the nation. Now, keep in mind that um, some of these entitlements, for example, the, the disabled veteran dies. Surviving spouse remarries. The surviving spouse, in some cases, loses those benefits. The, um, and in other cases, they don't. Um, I think the, the dependents retain the benefits. The actions of the surviving spouse, I don't think, would affect their benefits. Home loan guarantee, um, they will guarantee a loan of, I think, up to last time I heard was about uh, either four or $500,000, which is a good-sized house. Um, of course, there's a qualification that's required, um, but that's between you and the lender because the VA doesn't lend the money except under very limited circumstances. They will guarantee the loan. Now, as I said, uh, some spouses of veterans have home loan eligibility. An unmarried surviving spouse of a veteran who died as a result of a service or service-connected injury. Surviving spouse of a veteran who dies on active duty or from service-connected causes. Who remarries on or after getting to be 57 and on or after December 16, 2003 uh, will still have that eligibility. Surviving spouses of veterans who died from non-service-connected causes can also be eligible if certain conditions are met. Spouse of an active duty member who's listed as missing in action, uh, forcibly detained in the line of duty by a foreign government or is a prisoner of war for at least 90 days, also has the benefits. Now, an eligible borrower can use a VA guaranteed interest rate reduction refinancing loan to refinance an existing VA loan or lower their interest rate and in payment. Um, now, there's certain um, qualifications that have to be met in every case for every. Uh, now, there's a funding fee normally. That has to be paid to the VA unless the veteran's exempt from that fee, and you become exempt by being 100% disabled. Funding fee can run up to uh, um, I don't think there is there's a limit, but nothing I've got shows what that limit is. Well, on that note. We're out of time for today's show. Next week, I'll be on another topic. But if you got questions related to the VA and some of the, the programs they have, um, you can um, contact me, and we will discuss it. I might have an answer. I might at least tell you who to go talk to. So until Monday, at this same time, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.